Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. There are some movies and television programs that I have not seen that I refuse to see. Some of them. Like, I have never seen The Titanic. Really? The remake. you're missing out. The remake. The one with DiCrapio. Oh, is that a remake? I didn't know. It's a remake. Okay. Yeah, what was believe the it or original not. one? Oh, the original one was in like, I don't know, 78 or something really? like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to see the original. Yeah. I didn't even know. And it's got, I can't remember who's in it now off the top of my head. You'd recognize, they're like classic actors. Yeah. It's, you know, or at least the, the lead. No, but oh. it's somebody like that. Okay. You know, who's in it and, and that kind of, so I saw that one, you know, years and years and years ago. And like, it would be on the independent television station mm-hmm. before cable, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you used to have to choose between UHF and VHF, very high frequency or ultra high frequency. That's what these things. What's the difference? For. We're not sure. Two different dials on your television set. Dials, actual yeah. physical dials. But other than that, right? So UHF on the, was garbage. Yeah, for yeah. the most part. So right. this would be played on the, U- <laughs> the UHF channels, uh, you know, because independent television needed to, you know put something on that they didn't have to pay for it didn't cost them very much i could catch uhf channels on my portable tv when i was grounded right yes me too okay that's how i discovered doctor who okay uh pbs was on uhf uh where i lived at the time and they were doing their annual like telethon fundraising drive there you go and in order to they thought that it would be best (laughs) if they just did a doctor who marathon for i don't know man like a week or something right I just happened to have been grounded for a week to my bedroom, Perfect. and I had a yep. black and white television uh, in my bedroom, and so I was able to take some copper wire and attach it to the antenna leads on the back of the TV and sort of make a loop around the upstairs bedroom window. It was a two-story house nice. uh, where my bedroom was. I made a loop, and I was able to pick up the channel, and they were playing Tom Baker era Doctor Who. If you don't know who Tom Baker is, don't worry about it. He's one of the best Doctor Whos of all time, even to this day. Uh, and many folks uh, were brought into that series via Tom Baker. Uh, he's got a super deep voice and big old googly eyes, and he wears that super colorful long ass, uh, uh, what do you call it, scarf. Yeah, that Doctor Who was made See, famous for. Kids these days have it too easy, you know? There's It doesn't take very much creativity to, you know, like kids don't have to do stuff like that. Yeah. So I got grounded, and I'm like, I got nothing to do. What am I going to do? I turn on the television, and I'm like, well, VHF sucks because it's all the... ABC, NBC, CBS crap. Well, that's still better than most of what UHF had. Except this time. Except that time. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. This is pretty cool. All right. Not only am I grounded to my room for like a week, they're playing this weird ass science fiction show that I've never even heard of. It's got a bunch of British people in it. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. And it's all like paper mache and like rubber costumes, like actual physical special effect they weren't very special by the way because while <laughs> for this, the time for yeah the time. i mean this was oh, they made, were special all right yeah, very special yeah if you go back and you look at it now you're like high school kids could have made this and like mm-hmm. today sure no problem high school kids probably make something better than that today but back in the day that was like highfalutin technology isn't that how guar started by yes. a college project yes it wasn't it wasn't college it was an artist's uh work Live space. Uh, a little bit of that, yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, there was an old dairy in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, the dairy had closed, and so whoever owned the building was like, mm, what am I going to do? Guess I'll rent space out to, like, artists and stuff. And at the time, laws weren't such where, like, you know, you couldn't sleep where you worked. 
And so all these artists would just, that was their home. And there was like a, a bay of showers at the end of the hall so they could clean up and stuff like that. So a, a bit of a commune, but sort of a collective, a collective. Yeah, yeah more okay. than more than a commune. And it was an artist collective. So they were all artists, painters and uh, dancers. And I mean, you name it, they, they were artists, musicians, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And uh, so one day, uh, and some of these people multi-talented. So not only were they musicians, but they did other art as well. And so one day, like, somebody had a gig cancel, and a couple of the people were like, well, we could throw a band together real quick, and, you know, and that's how Guar was born. They just threw together a haphazard band, and all the artists got together and were like, let's make some really weird costumes and stuff, and let's make it an outrageous show. And so they went and they did that, and Art Rock was born. Cool. See, that's a, I thought it was some sort of art school or, like, high school project, and it kind of evolved from there. You're not you're not far off. It's just the yeah. uh, you know, and these guys weren't far. They out weren't of high paying school. for school. Yeah, they were just doing their art. Free talk live. Uh, what's your name, please? Hey, it's Scooter. You mean you mean Scooby? Scooter. Skeevy? No, it's Scooter, the guy who was calling the other day and always calls, and I'm always right, and you guys are always wrong. And you'll never oh, Skyler. Scooter. Skyler. Scooter. Yeah, what's up? What's up, Skeevy? Yeah. How come you so sound weird you... today? This is not really him. So, so as I was saying... According to the caller ID. Is this? Yeah. Oh, okay. But he doesn't I, sound like him. I thought maybe someone was like prank calling Maybe they are, but okay. if they are, they're spoofing his number too. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, which is even more impressive. Anyway, yeah. go ahead, Scooter. Right, so... Wrong. We need to end. We need to end the government. Okay. By increasing government, we need more and more government. <laughs> It'll collapse that way. It doesn't matter how many people suffer or die in the process. Why not? Because the fact that the society will get may be pro-government. That's a side issue. The main point is we need to end the government by increasing the government. If you guys would ever let me talk, you would know that. Well, fortunately for us, we don't ever let you talk, so we'll never know that. Well, I'm okay ending the I'm okay ending the government. I don't want to increase the government to get there no. necessarily. That sounds like a horrible idea. What however, do you mean that totally makes sense? Well, however, however, I'm also okay with any and all collateral damages that comes with ending the government as soon as possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd go that I, far. I would, I would prefer. You're going to extend the duration of how long governments act well, because some people aren't ready for it? I like, mean. that's the alternative. Right. Oh, we can't end me, slavery so, now because so, the slaves okay, won't know okay. what to do. So to me, it's not necessarily about people being ready for it, but I don't know how much you know, bloodshed there needs to be. You know, I would like it to go as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't think more government is the way to get less government. I agree with that. Typically, that's not how things work. But if there was no government tomorrow, right? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. But like half the population of the planet was like snapped like Thanos, just gone. But you ended the government, would you be okay with losing like three and a half billion people along the way. It depends who they are, I guess. Yeah, like if it was me, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously. But if it wasn't me, mm, I'd have to think about that. And this you is, know? you know, this I is mean, an inflated ego on my part, but I go, well, I could survive that. Not necessarily a snap, right, but whatever of, you get through. All right, yeah, go I'm ahead, Scooter. I'm part of you guys, and again, you keep talking, and you and I love the sound of my own voice, so I wish you would let me hear my voice more, because I love the way it sounds. Okay, well, we'll, we'll stop but, right here, so go ahead. Yes. How did you spoof Scooby's number? I am the real Scooter, the authentic Scooter, the only oh. Scooter, and... Um, uh-huh. Oh my gosh! I I just lost my thought because the notes that I've written down are gone, and I was I was only going by my notes, you guys. I'm, uh, I it, you know if I had this the humility to, if I had the humility to admit that I'm embarrassed right now, I would do that, but I don't, so I'm going to hang up the phone. We talked about this a little bit on Beard Talk Live last night, but it's such good news. I wanted to well tell you guys. And also give it a chance to be on terrestrial radio, because as most folks know, Beard Talk Live is internet streaming only. Uh, if you're an amplifier, you get Beard Talk Live automatically, and it's also put up on like the SoundCloud site. But if you didn't tune in live, uh, you did not hear this news. This is from the Free Thought Project. Following disastrous war on terror, <laughs> United States veterans try to stop students from joining up. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Like they're counter-protesting the I, military enrollment booth? I I read this and I had the I'm like, "Well, wait, what does that mean? What veterans are trying to stop people, kids, school-age kids from from joining the military?" So, uh from being preyed upon by I military mean, recruiters? Be, because that's what they do. I remember um they went to my college and my high school and they were kind of like they're like, "Which one of these kids looks like they're poor and would do anything for a free education?" You know, like they totally they poach people. It's gross. There, there was one like social media post or meme or whatever, mm-hmm. and the guy was saying something to the effect of, well, you can't cancel the student loans because then the military will have no one to recruit with. I mean, or, and I also yeah. don't even think that's true because they're, I know of a lot of people who are like very gung-ho to go into the military and you know it's a family thing. Right. And they're encouraged by yeah, their brother. We get to kill some MFers. Yeah, well, oh. even like they're encouraged by like their grandparents and yeah. their parents. Like, oh my, you know, my great grandfather yeah. was in World War Two and all this was a crap. Bit, my grandpa was a vet. My brother yeah. was a vet. My yeah. great, great 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 grandfather ten times removed was a veteran. Yeah, and I will say a lot of kids go into it maybe with good intentions. Uh, and they're just misled and maybe, maybe misinformed. That is definitely You know, like, true. oh, I want to, they're, you know, very conservative. Usually I, I want to serve my country. Like, they feel like they're doing something really beneficial. The I think propaganda is thick. Yeah, it's, a, a, yeah exactly. It's a predatory organization. Yes. They prey on the young men's uh, testosterone levels and, and energy yes. levels because that's when you have uh, the the highest level of frustration. Right. And so sure. you want to get all that frustrated energy out of you as, as a young man. And they take advantage of that by giving you an outlet that puts you in a morally compromising position. Yeah. And OK, so for me, I, I did well in high school. Mm-hmm. Right. But I did not come from a wealthy family. So sure. the, the realistically, the only reason that I am not a military veteran is because I got a good financial aid package for college. Congratulations. Right. Like I was I was smart enough to go to college. Yeah. You know, regrets now because whatever. 
Uh, yeah, but I I would rather regret going to college than regret joining understood. the military. Understood. Right? Yeah. I but think if I, in the grand scheme, you made out. Right. But if I couldn't get into college with the financial aid, sure. right, I would have used the military to then get into college later. Uh, but I got a good financial aid package. I'm like, okay, I don't I don't need your military guys anymore. Yeah. When um, Gulf War One uh, struck, when it was Desert Shield, right, because it wasn't a war yet. It right. was just the buildup. Well, we're going to send some troops very close by, and we're going to do some flybys, and we're going to put a bunch of ships in the area. Uh, and okay, now we've got some troops on the ground, but we're just we're going to shield them. We're not going to like actually actively. We're just going to protect them. We're not going to engage offensively, right? And then uh, I was at a Judas Priest and Megadeth concert. Uh, that sounds nice awesome. It, nice segue. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like. You know, all the lights go down and uh, Dave Mustaine comes out and he's like, I just wanted you to know that at 6.15 Pacific time, we effing bombed Iraq. Wow. And then they bust it out. Like, Whoa, all the lights come on and like, doo, 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 doo. they bust it out. Peace sells, but who's buying? Yeah, And there that was is a perfect, stage man. rush on the Whoa. likes of which I have never seen before at a metal show. Like, I think some kids got their ribs crushed and that kind of oh, a thing gosh, because of the stage yeah. rush and whatever. And like, the mosh pit was just off the hook. Yeah. Um, and so anyway. Um, I was of draft age. I think this was ninety one, maybe. When that this sounds kicked right. off. Yeah, I I want to say I'm terrible with numbers. So, but it was in that pocket ninety ninety one ninety two somewhere in there. Uh, but I was still of draft age, and so of course my thoughts turned to that, and I was like, uh, yeah, no, yep. I am not getting drafted. I got to figure out how to not get drafted. <laughs> you know. I'm like, what kind of physical ailments do I have? Let me take catalog of them yeah. now. You know, what's conscientious objecting? That's when I first learned about that, right? I'm like, oh, people have gotten out of the draft by this, invoking these particular words, you know? So I'm looking at, like, ways because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to kill people. I was roommates with a, a Vietnam vet who had uh, grand mal epilepsy. And, like, if he were talking about some of the stuff that he did in Vietnam, he would just sort of lose it, eyes roll back into his head, and it would trigger a seizure. Uh, mm -hmm. Because he got like grazed in the head, you know, and shot yeah. in the chest when he was he was over there. So uh, I can imagine how difficult it is for these. But you know what? This reminds me of it reminds me of uh, the opposite of the old program, Scared Straight. You ever oh, hear yeah. this? I'm familiar with that. What's the op okay? So this would be the opposite. Oh, okay. of, well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's like it's sort of using the horrors of war to like let kids know that like, hey, you're going to go experience hell. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like, oh, it'll be fine. You'll learn to run some computers, and you can get into IT, and you'll get some college money. Like, it, no, no, no. You're you're going to be given a gun, and you're probably going to be responsible for killing some people. Yep. Right. I mean, that's the cold hard facts. Right. So this reminds me of like the good version of Scared Straight. Yeah. Right. There's a lot. I don't know if I want to say there's a lot, but there have been stories about counter protesters like this trying yeah. to get on the school and just being banned from the campus yeah or like we're not gonna allow you to come tell the truth about this right so hopefully they're you know they're able to either get on the campus or somewhere nearby where they're still making a scene whatever happened to the iraq veterans against the war i thought was, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that that organization and this organization should, should get together get together yeah. and work hand in hand or you collaborate know, yeah collaborate because this sounds like a great idea. Uh, over 50 veterans have participated in We Are Not Your Soldiers. Currently, the project relies 
on a group of nine veterans who receive a stipend of $125 for each visit. Uh, teachers affiliated with World Can't Wait offer curricular support to veterans so they can connect their stories to the class lessons. So the oh, teachers wow. themselves are working with the veterans to, like, you know, sort of yeah. tie yes. in the what the veteran stories are going to be with whatever their curriculum, whatever they're teaching yeah. at that particular time. I mean, I think this is really great because a lot of the times, like, we can, you know, say things that are anti-war, but, you know, oh, whatever, you're a hippie and you don't get it, You've blah, never blah, been blah. there, you can't say anything. Exactly, but right. if you have a vet who's like, hey, you know, I did some really bad stuff. Um, Some really bad stuff happened to me. Now I have PTSD. Now I'm going through all of this stuff. No one told me this was going to happen. Like, this was not worth it. If you have people like that who are anti-war, that honestly speaks volumes more than anything I can say as some, like, 25-year-old hippie chick. Like, obviously I'm against war. But when you have, like, actual people who have served in the military and have lived it, like, they've seen it firsthand, you know? Like, I'm not a big fan of veterans or the military in general. Yeah. But it seems to be a good on-ramp into the liberty movement as well. Yeah, it seems like it, yeah. Right? Like, there's a lot of disgruntled vets going like, all right, that was a big mistake, and I'm going to go yeah. this direction now, too. So, Yeah, uh, the the bitter veteran. Yeah. Yeah. The one, the one I'm, who... I'm more okay with those than normal vets. Yes, absolutely. Okay. 100%. Uh, and in fact, I would like to see uh, current active military folks acting in more libertarian ways. Yeah, standing up for themselves, standing I up mean, for their, be, their fellow military. That that'd kind be of kind of hard because I, they, absolutely I mean, like would, the vow, or I don't know if they're vows, but like the vows the you oath, take. The yeah, oath. the oath. Yeah, that's yeah. a better word for it. Yeah. The oaths they take. I yeah, mean, they, they essentially actually, have to be like but if they actually mindless. Like, if they actually like, well, okay, but if they like, if they took those oaths uh, with some logic and reason mm-hmm. to them, uh, they would be like, oh, wait, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not protecting the homeland. I'm not, yeah. you know, serving the people, right? If if that was true, if they were really upholding their, their oaths, uh, they would invade D.C. My first job was at a petting zoo, and we had a couple of peacocks. Wow. And, yeah, they made really loud Annoying noises. Apparently loud and flashy peafowl, as this article calls them. Does anyone want to call them peacocks? I, I don't know. It's in print. You can P-fowl, say it. Peafowl uh, sounds yeah. worse. It does, doesn't it? It yeah. sounds worse. But it's also spelled P-E-A, as in like the vegetable. Yeah, like a pea. Peafowl. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how peacock is. Sure, called. but, okay. you know. Anyway. Loud and flashy peafowl have taken over a suburb of Miami. But with the bird's population growing... Residents have been looking for a way to humanely keep their numbers in check. Now the town is pursuing a clever solution. It has hired a veterinarian to perform peacock vasectomies. Vasectomies. Is that a violation of the NAP? Absolutely. Okay. Wouldn't wouldn't they just? I one could argue that the peacocks were violating the NAP before, probably. So self defense. I think yeah. I think they can get aggressive. <laughs> okay. If if you perform a vasectomy on a peacock, is it then just a pea? I think so. Then it's that's what makes them pea fowls. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Now it now it makes sense. Thanks for bringing it all together, Richie. Rich, we can count on you to like draw the 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 hidden lines together, link it all link it all up to make it make sense. And why is it the male's pro, you know purpose to get a vasectomy? Why can't they count on the females uh, to go on birth control? Probably easier is my guess. Really? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Just the, stop spreading your legs, pea file, and we wouldn't have this problem. 
<laughs> I mean, couldn't they just get them to use peacock contraception? <laughs> I don't know what that looks like, but you know, isn't there a latex solution around here somewhere? Um, just take all the peacock feathers, and then they can't do the mating dance or whatever. Yeah. They can yeah. sell those as like quill pens. The town in question is Pinecrest, an affluent area with around 18,000 residents located south of Miami. Residents suspect the non-native birds began flocking to the suburb after their habitat shrank in nearby Coconut Grove, a Miami neighborhood where developers have been cutting down trees to make room for large houses. In Pinecrest, meanwhile, the birds can still find plenty of places to roost, per the New York Times. Oh, so they don't have to give them a vasectomy, they just have to... Shoo them to a poorer neighborhood. Why is the New York Times reporting on yeah, how a story does it, about exactly. peacock vasectomies in Miami, Florida? Hey, man, I don't ask these questions. I just find the weird stuff and I bring it in. And that you do. You know why? Okay, because the the, the, the rich people in New York are the ones that are going to migrate down to Florida and Miami when they age out. They're going to fly south for the winter? Yeah. Pinecrest locals are conflicted about the birds. They love their colorful feathers and their regal behavior. But at the same time, they don't love that the peafowl poop everywhere. They're peacocking yeah. around. This is our everywhere. numbers two story. There you go. Oh, it all Good works thing we're out. Doing second. Hell yeah! Uh, sudden, what else can go right? All right, all right. No answer to that one. Right. Quite a bit. Uh, they Just poop everywhere. They peck at vehicles and they scratch on the roofs of houses. They're, Sounds like geese, even honestly. Their loud calls are also a nuisance to residents. Yep, as, that just is a goose. That's described. a colorful goose. They're vocal, very vocal, at sunset and sunrise, so they can be dis- a disturbance, says Don Harris, the veterinarian who will perform said peacock vasectomies. No. Who's paying for this? The town. The town? So no, it's I guess so. Taxpayer money? Yeah. All right. I guess so. This one dude is going to get rich off the off the taxpayer's money? They poop in people's driveways, sidewalks, and people have complained about slip and fall accidents. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> of the peacock pee? Poop. Uh, this article is really stepping in it. Yeah. yeah. Still, many Pinecrest residents do not want to kill the birds. Rather, they hope to be able to coexist with them in peace, which is where the peacock vasectomies come in. After you slice their reproductive organs, then we can have peace. Yeah. The community submitted it. They'd be on more of attack. <laughs> I know what you did to me, human. <laughs> right. You thought yeah. it was bad now. Yeah, you thought you were going to tame the population. You've now angered the peafowl. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be war. The community submitted its peafowl mitigation plan to the Miami-Dade County Commission, which approved it in July. Pinecrest plans to spend... A drum roll, please. $7,500 per month. Wow. On peacock vasectomies. How many vasectomies is that? I don't know. Is that enough for this one veterinarian, or can he retire off this new peacock fund? Yeah, like, I mean, it's these are questions. While the county commissioner that oversees the town will chip in another $15,000 for wow. medical gear. I don't know if that's per month or just a one-time. Sounds like it's for the equipment. It does. Say so he's going to outfit his new office with peacock vasectomy tools. Yep. 
He's getting some gear. Okay. Getting the right, you know, peacock stirrups or whatever. <laughs> well, because I'm assuming the average vet is not going to be able to do this. I mean, it's a specialty. The and parts you, are kind of the same. I got to assume but... you, you got to put these peacocks out too, right? You oh, gotta, yeah, absolutely. You have to put them under anesthesia know, yeah. of some sort. How do you anesthetize a peacock? A dart, probably. Some ketamine. Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? This is Robert in Charleston. Hey, Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. I just wanted you to know that about 55 years ago, um, they Wait, were giving birth the Germans control. had birth control for no. peacocks. No, but okay. the but the the people of Bronx, New York, uh, the, their authorities were giving out birth control, food laced with birth control pills to to pigeons in New York City. There was a there's a park near the corner of Fordham Road and Jerome Avenue. Actually, it's the northwest corner. Uh-huh. There's a fairly large park there, and and my grandmother pointed out to me the lady who was giving out the the food to the pigeons every day so that they would be so that they would be birth controlled. Birth control pigeon pills or food food laced with birth yeah. control for I wonder, the pigeons. Exactly. So did that actually work? Uh, I think it did. I, yeah. I think the number of pigeons was re- went down slowly but surely. Yes. I mean they're doing the they're doing the same thing with mosquitoes to try to like prevent birth malaria. control. Well, they're they're breeding uh, sterile mosquitoes and oh. then sending them out yeah. to breed with. You know, female oh, mosquitoes. Oh, to kind of, and then you know, because they're sterile, they're they're mating but not breeding, okay. and therefore not spreading yeah. malaria. I like that better than spraying poison everywhere. I don't like. Yes, it's better. And the, there's a, there's a company in Great Britain that that does that, and he and they were the ones who were working with the Brazilians because of the Zika problem down there. I don't like mankind interfering with nature on that level. Like I'm, I'm not saying that like it's it's not necessary. Like some of this stuff might very well be necessary, and you know, uh, but I I just don't I don't know, man. I feel like mankind interferes way too much already with most of nature, and instead of trying to control it and dictate what nature does, mankind should instead focus on living harmoniously with it, because nature will balance itself out over time. Yes, yes. But right now, New York is also being overrun with rats. And nature's not. That well, well, they should pick up their trash. Well, is I mean, the enough about the, enough about their politicians. Let's talk about the rodents. Okay. Well, okay. So again, back back to Hawaii really quickly. I'm, I don't say this with we're much traveling. All that we're Miami, well, we're yeah, in New okay. York, we're with, in Hawaii with not much authority because this was you know the stories that were passed down, right? So the you know the white people brought over the rat problem to Hawaii, mm-hmm. right? And in order to curb the rat problem, some politician decided, you know what we need, like a rat predator. So they brought over the mongoose. Well, oh gosh, how'd well, that go? Not well, because no. like mongoose are nocturnal, and so they just bred at night. And now there's rats and mongoose all over the place. <laughs> Good. Now you have uh, two Ooh. vermin, and then right, eventually, yeah. eventually they breed with each other, and you get mongats. Maybe oh, I don't I think that. that. I hate well, when that happens. They got to be awake at the same time. Island That's of part Dr. of the problem. Yeah. Wouldn't oh. they just oh. use cats? Wouldn't that be like the normal solution? Yeah, I don't know. They well, they tried mongoose and failed. So. Yeah. Robert? Well, yes, I just wanted to say two things. One, it's very, very important and very good that we had that solution in South America. God only knows how many babies would have been born with, with grapefruit-sized heads. It would have been a disaster if it had not been for technology. <laughs> you mean like mine? No. <laughs> the hat extender. <laughs> yeah, if you ever need no, a hat stretch, let me know. The no, next, the next product really branded good. with Captain Kickass's logo. 
I, I mean, I mean, really severe cases. These kids were really, really in bad shape. And, and, and the other thing is, there's an old Japanese saying, and it says, don't call in the leopard to chase out the dog. And, and the Japanese have already thought about that, that, that particular problem. And yes, there are better, you always, we should always think about the best solution and use that solution when we have the technology for it. I talked to our mayor here in Charleston, and I suggested the same technology that's used in South America by the British. And he said to me, it's too expensive for us. I said to him, no, it's not. We earn a lot of money here in Charleston. We're the most visited city in America. We get 8 million tourists a year. And you're telling me that we don't have the money for it? Well, you good see, on him for money. not spending more taxpayer funds to fund your pet project, Robert. This from Vice News. <laughs> this is a hard one to read without laughing. A fast food restaurant sparks outrage with Anne Frank Burger and Hitler fries. Wow. It's the Germans. Both sides of it. Can you really have the burger I mean, and the fries in the same room at the same time? Though? I mean, that just feels like very well balanced to me, you know? Uh, <laughs> no? Is, I, it, is it a flame broiled burger? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I just said it. Well, <laughs> right. Is it a, do they make it on a grill or is it in an oven? Is it a, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Anyways. The eatery. And Frank Pizza. The eatery in Argentina. So I don't get nine hundred like, degrees. I don't get the tie-in with the the hamburger, right? Like I I know the Anne Frank story, or at least you know it's the provocative, of it. is what it is. Okay, but like how do going? How do, how does somebody go? You know, I, I like really like to rename this burger. What should I rename it? You know, and they're gonna go the Anne Frank burger. Like how? Who even <laughs> thinks of that? Our producer's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> this is like the most normal story we've had all night. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the eatery in Argentina offered the Adolf cheese and bacon-covered french fries as a side to their Anne Frank hamburger. Yeah. And it's in Argentina. Where what all is the, the chain? Did it say the... Don't cry for me, Argentina. Well, it's like where all the Nazis ran off to, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. There's your tie-in right there. A fast food restaurant has Piss proved... Piss off all the uh, what the generations, sons and daughters of the regime. Oh, the yeah, white. yeah. Yeah, the extra S. Yeah. <laughs> A fast food restaurant has proved tasteless after allowing customers to add the Adolf cheese and bacon-covered French fries as a side... To their Anne Frank hamburger in Argentina. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake. Eight, six. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Honky Donkey. <laughs> local- what? That's what it's called? Honky Donkey. Well, it's all right. A, it's like it's like a white guy on a on a uh, what's the name of the this sounds burrow? like it's burrow, um, yeah, white guy on a burrow. honky donkey in Argentina. This sounds like it's you know in Alabama or something. Maybe it's an albino oh, burrow. I mean, Alabama's probably got their own version of the <laughs> Anne Frank burger and Hitler but fries. They, 
<laughs> Maybe it's an albino burrow. Okay. The honky donkey. All right. Honky Donkey, a local eatery in the small town of Rafaela in the Santa Fe province, offered their the two options on their menu, along with others. Oh, I gotta see this. Oh, good. There's others. Named after Mongolian Kagan Genghis Khan, Jeez. Chinese Communist Revolutionary Mao Zedong, and World War II area Italian fascist leader and Hitler ally Benito Mussolini. That's got to be the pasta. Yeah, the Mussolini. <laughs> uh, yeah, something. Let's let's find out. Can I get the Mussolini and cheese? Oh, it's all in. It sounds it's, good, really good, actually. If it's in New England. It's the lobster, Mussolini, yeah. and cheese. <laughs> Let's see. They have a picture here, but it's all not in English, so I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to decipher. Uh, Is it in German? Because we might Genghis have a translator. Mao. Yeah, it's. <laughs> you can find that. It's apparently on Twitter. Uh, or under Pag- or yeah, Pagina12, at Pagina12, P A G I N A, if you want to see it. Uh, we'll share this link, of course, to our social media uh, after the show's over. Uh, what a great way to get banned again. <laughs> public outrage began after the <laughs> Rafaela Jewish Community Facebook page <laughs> posted on August 1st to express its most heartfelt disapproval and indignation. Of course, it would be that group complaining again. Of the menu, asking that... Honky Donkey, remove items related <laughs> to the Holocaust. I'm sorry. What do they expect from this establishment? How offended do you have to be to go after a Honky Donkey? <laughs> and their Adolf, Genghis, Benito, and Mao menu. They got uh, Anne Frank on there. They got representation. What's their problem? <laughs> <laughs> they asked that Honky Donkey remove items related to the Holocaust, specifically those referencing Hitler, Mussolini, and Anne Frank. Okay. Oh, so they yeah. don't like Anne either. They're anti-Semitic. Sounds like it. Ariel Rosenthal, a representative for the Rafaela Jewish community, told local media that they first learned of the disturbing marketing campaign in March and that they spoke with the owners who said they would remove the menu choices, but then they didn't. Nice. I mean, <laughs> I, I just want to know, capitalist like, establishment. what was their angle? <laughs> okay, Karen. With this, like. Exactly this, to get people to yeah. talk about it, get news. I mean, this is why a, yeah. an establishment does stuff like this. It's like Honky Donkey was getting no business before. This is, interna- this is international yeah. radio about a small one-off Argentina restaurant yeah. called Honky Donkey. Right. Well, and this is on Vice, too. I yeah. mean, Vice right. is even bigger than we are, yeah. you know? Right. This is. Um, I don't know if this qualifies, but this is uh, what I like to call desperation marketing. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's when uh, you don't really have a creative team. You can't afford to hire somebody to do like actual marketing or market research, that type of thing. So, you come up with a publicity stunt, and that's what this is. Okay. Is a publicity stunt. It's a rather effective one. We're talking about it, and we're in yeah. freaking Keene, New Hampshire. How come our know? cheeseburgers aren't selling? Well, because you're just calling it a cheeseburger. Yeah, boring. Boring. Why are they always burnt? <laughs> uh, so they didn't change the name after they were asked, or names after they were asked to. Uh, we do not understand the delay in doing so, said Rosenthal. We deeply regret this incident and hope the matter will be reflected upon. Yep, reflected we, and rejected. We're reflecting now. Soon after, Honky Donkey apologized for the menus in their Instagram story, according to screenshots posted by local media, and announced that they would rename the items after Defenders of Peace and Human Rights. That's better. Like Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King, the Dalai Lama, Barack Obama. No, uh, I reject boo. that one. Boo. Teresa de Calcutta. 
Carlos, Mujica, Nason Mandela, uh, Gorbachev. Get, to, get out of here. Mikhail Gorbachev? Yeah, get out of here. Who is that? The Russian guy. He's former no, leader yeah. of Russia. Yeah. Statists don't belong on this list. Yeah. I get. I like Russians, just not leaders. Gandhi is, Gandhi is fine. Martin Luther King's fine. The Dalai Lama, fine. Mother yeah. Teresa, fine. But Barack Obama and Mikhail no. Gorbachev, eh. boo. His. The Dalai Lama's going to be on the kids' menu. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. I love our um, um, free bus rides. I really. Who's I really free bus like... rides? Taxpayer paid bus rides. Yeah, so I think we're one of the. There's five other cities doing it. Washington D.C. and we um, got on it, and there's a um, couple other ones. And you know, I I just it just it makes my life so much easier. It's not the money that I save. Is that I have to like scramble around for the change. Do I have enough for two dollars? You know, sometimes I don't have exact change. It's interesting and that you talk about that passes. because, uh, well, yeah, and they do. And I, I lived in the Seattle, Washington area for a long period of time, 22 years. And I did use public transportation from time to time because a big city, uh, you can't always afford to park. Uh, and oftentimes, uh, if you worked for an employer that was in the downtown area, the employer would pay for your bus pass rather than pay for you to park or something because it was cheaper, sure. less expensive. Um, the problem that I have, and, and I'm glad you point this out, mm-hmm. Sarah, with the, the, right. the, the paying thing, is that uh, these bus services in these cities are funded by, well, tax money. Subsidized. They're subsidized by yeah. tax money or like the lottery or, or whatever. It, it's, it's paid for in some other way. And so then they also want to charge you on top of that which you've already paid for? This is nonsense to me. All of these public huh. public bus services should be free for everybody to ride. The reason they're not is so that they right. can they can kick off those that they don't want riding for free. Because what happens is the huh. homeless and the drug addicts and the people with nowhere else to go will perpetually ride on these things, particularly overnight when they're free, especially during inclement weather, rain, snow, stuff like that. And uh, uh-huh. they will, you know, they will defecate. They will do all sorts of fun things in the buses that, you know, most people who are using them, uh, you know, for transportation would otherwise object to. Oh, just put bathrooms on the buses. Long distance buses have bathrooms. Yeah, well, uh, I did see in the Seattle, Washington area, uh, what I like to call the bus police. Okay. Why? These are, uh, for all intents and purposes, the exact same uniform as Seattle police. Exact same uniform, mm-hmm. same radio. They got the Seattle Police Department, you know, badge on their one arm. They they got the radio on with the little clip on thing. Everything about them, they've got the same utility belt that the cops wear. They just don't have a gun. They got the billy club. They got the spray. They got the handcuffs. They just don't have the gun. And these are uh, people who are trying to become cops. So these are junior cadets. Okay. And so their first assignment is to go harass people riding the bus. And go around checking for your papers. Papers, please. Sounds papers, honorable. please. They'll scan your bus pass because your bus pass has a barcode on it or whatever. Uh, or if you paid with cash, they'll ask to see your transfer and make sure that it's legit. And if you don't have one, they kick you off. All right. Now, why would you right. kick anybody off of a, a thing that's already been paid for and that by all rights should be free? Well, you know what? Um. Only only five of the cities in America are doing it, and for that reason, they think that all the riffraff are going to go on. But 
the with me out in Albuquerque, all the riffraff were riding the bus when we were paying two dollars. To me, it never made much difference one way or the other, mm-hmm. except that they want to hire more security officers. I guess it it more people do um, get off, but but they kick everybody off at the end of the line. So that's when the bus drivers get um, rocks thrown at them because they're like, it's end of the line, get off the bus in the winter time, and you'll get back. And they've actually thrown rocks at people. Sure. I mean, the bus so drivers, people taking advantage leave. of a free service are still getting violent well, against the service it was, provider. Um, it, 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 it was pay. You, you still had to pay. But um, so, but the convenience is that um, with me is that sometimes I paid for my bus pass and I lost it. And I lost my bus fare money. I walked out of the house with no bus fare money. I forgot. I had to go. I couldn't go back. You know, and then I had an honored, a discount um, handicap bus pass. I lost that. And, you know, I have lost so many things to get on the stupid bus. It just turned into a real effort to ride the bus. Well, at least we agree so the bus is the stupid. Ele- but uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gents, and, and, and Miss Nikki. You should say who you are for uh, people who aren't familiar. Oh, this this, this would be uh, Major Payne. Oh, I thought you were going to go further with it, but that's okay. It's Major Payne, everybody. Well, I, guess I, I can toot my own heart, but what the hell. I don't want somebody trying to unskeeter me or whatever. <laughs> Did you lose your notes? Yeah, yeah, I always lose my notes, dude. That's why I'm so full of it. Turn it into a verb. You got skated on Free Talk Live. Skeetered. Skeetered. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, you guys are talking about the, the uh, peafowl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's just another name for the peahen. But I guess it could be what you step in could be the peafowl. Well, a fowl is obviously, you know, referring to birds, right? Birds are, are right. called fowl, right? And so the yeah, but there's, peafowl. There's a peacock. There's right. a peacock and there's a peahen. Right. And I think both of them together equal peafowl. But when you talk about them separately, then they become peacock and peahen. Oh, all right. I heard, I heard definition. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. So I got a couple of uh, kind of funny bear stories. Like I feel well, like I'm other birds just have like the name of the bird, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no male or female yeah. for ostrich or sparrow. But there is for uh, chick- chicken. chicken and rooster. Okay. You know, there's hens and roosters, but right. they're you know, together. They're chickens. Well, there you go. Right. So together that would be peacock. What's the plural of peacock? Peacocks. Anyway, major something about bears. Why the yeah, long? Why yeah, the long pause? Well, because you guys were jammering on, and I never know when you're gonna. Hush. You're like no, because it's about bears. Big pause. Get yeah, it? Well, it, it, they're they're putting no. bears in jail in California. Wait, what? Isn't that yeah, just a zoo? A, there, there was there was a bear. They nicknamed him uh, Benny the Bear or Big Ben or some damn thing like that. Yogi. And he appeared uh, up around Lake Tahoe a couple years ago. Yeah. And he decided it was a lot easier than hunting for his own food to bust into cabins. Sure. And you got a lot of weekend people up there and whatnot, and they're not smart enough to clean their own grills and you know put I mean, some properly in the garbage. Yeah, and I mean, for so for a bear though. Attracted. For a bear, though, that is hunting for his own food, right? As far as the well, bear is I'm, concerned, that is part of his, he's like, I'm hungry. 
I got to go find some food. I know where to find it. And yeah. oh, look, I don't find any easily killable animals around. And oh, there's a you know a cabin over here. I'll just break into that because I smell something good. They've already roasted the chicken. Well, that's that's because of the new environment that we've provided them. But anyway, yeah. it turns out this year, old Big Ben showed up with two cubs. She's a sow. So they uh, they trapped her, probably darted her, and they shipped her off for to Never Never Land in Colorado, where she's going to live out the rest of her days on some uh, wildlife preserve or something. Yeah. And then the two cubs have been sent to a uh, re-education camp <laughs> somewhere in southern Florida, southern California. Public there, schools. Yeah. You know what bear story we did not cover on the Sunday edition? Hmm. The the Chinese human bear. At the zoo. That's the other one. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Go for it. Hang on. Go for it, Major. Major's, Major's got it for yeah, us. Yeah, I know. Go ahead, Major. Tell us. It's a very odd-looking bear. It's called a sun bear. And uh, evidently it has a very sparse amount of hair. But anyway, the, uh, the, the Chinese who go to the zoo started complaining that there was a dude in a bear suit. At right? the zoo. Because evidently this thing looks so unlike a bear when it's standing on its hind feet, and probably one of his trainers had, uh, or you know keepers had taught it to wave, so it would stand there on its hind feet and wave at people, and it would pass for a dude in a bear suit. Is this Sasquatch? And its legs were short like human legs, and its back is kind of saggy when it stands up, so it's looked like a droopy costume. Is this Sasquatch? No, it's a bear, dude. It's called a sun bear. I'm sure you can find it on your magic rectangle. It's the goofiest looking of the bear species. It does look hang, hang rather... Nikki's Nikki showing it to me right now. Yep. Magic rectangle yep. at work. It is a rather goofy looking creature. Yeah, it does kind of look like somebody's got a bad costume on with like a bear head over the top. Right. Like with maybe a cutout for the eyes somewhere, the way it's standing. Well, someone really did that recently. They spent like, you know, thousands of dollars on this. Um, dog oh, costume yes, in Japan. Uh, Lassie? What what kind of dog is that? Border uh, Collie. Border Collie. Yeah, yeah. yeah Border Collie uh, costume. $15,000 to be a it fur, looks. Furry. It looks pretty uh, I, I'm not going to say believable. It looks good. It looks, yeah. it, if you were really far away from a distance, it would pass. weren't wearing your glasses or anything, like it would totally pass, yeah. except for the side that is giant because it's the size of a man. Yeah. But yeah, he walks around oh, in it and yeah. I believe this is Gigi in South Carolina. You're on Free Talk Hi, Live. everybody. Good evening. Hi, Gigi. How is Miss Nikki, our illustrious newlywed? <laughs> I'm very well, Gigi. How are you? I am doing much better. Thank you for asking, dear. Number one, I love when the major calls. I find his sense of history very refreshing. I appreciate Sarah's contributions. And I grew up in Pinecrest and remember the peacocks. Oh, so this isn't a new thing. This, this is, is an ongoing. that I grew up with. And I How would also like to say two things. Number one, I am proud to say on the radio to all of my fellow listeners who love this program like me and my husband do, many weeks ago I wrote a letter to the judge in support of Ian and I disclosed that I was a former professor full-time at Florida International University of Constitutional Law, Political Science, and I worked for the Foreign Service for many years. Thank you, Gigi. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. I would like to know, do we have good news about Miss Aria as well? Well, um... How is she holding up? 
She is holding up. That much I know. Um, we, I think that's important that we make mention of her. We've been yeah. we've been making sure that donations, you know, whether they're coming from us or other people, are getting to yes, her sir. to her books. Uh, if anybody wants to contribute, uh, they can go to Aria Dimezzo D I M E Z Z O dot com, uh, and you know, there's information there on how you can write her while she is in. Uh, you can send incarcerated. Correct. Yes, and my last point of contention, I am so pleased that the major and all of you co-hosts, all three of you, were discussing the horrible, horrible events that have been going on on Maui. Remember when the city, the whole freaking city of paradise, burned to a crisp. What did we find out later? PG&E was negligible. Mm. Are we going to hear the same thing in two to three years about the electric company on the island of Maui with exposed wires? That's a really good question. I actually well, had, I'm thinking hadn't thought about, about it. that. What do you guys think? Richie, Miss Nikki? I mean, I think so. Based on, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, I watched a video where the winds were so strong, it literally knocked... I saw you know, that telephone. on the news on yeah. television. Yes, ma'am. So yes, I think it's likely. I saw it. There's a lot of conspiracy theories. There's the... The government the, ray gun. Okay, the Mountain Dew predictive programming. I don't know if anybody's seen that. It was because they had some flavor. Maui Blast was the flavor. Oh. And then there's... um Dew, Baja Blast? Dew, Unfortunate. I drink sugar-free Mountain Dew because I'm a diabetic. <laughs> I love that soda. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I guess Dew is also an acronym for something. Gotcha. I Honestly, it, it seemed a little bit ridiculous, a lot of bit ridiculous in my opinion. So I didn't really get that into it, but I've seen a lot of people post on Twitter and Facebook about it because obviously I follow a lot of about those kinds of people. Yeah, sure. so yes. I mean it's it's one thing to speculate, but I don't really. If it does come, if it does come to fruition that it is a culprit, like it was in the city of Paradise, it scares me. It scares me for many reasons. And as a Jewish woman. I would like to say thank you for bringing up, and I love that the captain called it what he did, desperate advertising. You go, captain. Oh, thanks, Gigi. You know how I feel about you in general. Oh, yeah. Him and Major? Oh, she got the Major, I like his sense of history, and I like Who's how the he's very frank and forward. I love my husband, but I have a terrible crush on the captain. Oh. And I love the thing about the peacocks. <laughs> I grew up in Pinecrest. We had peacocks everywhere. <laughs> so this problem's been going on for a long time, then, the peacocks, huh? Well, I'm 61 years young and vivacious, and I grew up in Pinecrest. Then it was called Miami. Now it's a... Uh, you know, its own little municipality. Yeah. It's very snooty. It's very beautiful, extremely affluent, right on Biscayne Bay, with tons of peacocks <laughs> everywhere. So these, these peacocks are smug? <laughs> the residents are. <laughs> Captain's going to have a widower beautiful. on at some point. And do you know, I can remember, some people, like the ancient Egyptians, considered eating peacock a delicacy. There you go. Oh, peacock eggs. Send them. Mm. Well, I'm... Pheasant under glass. 
wild chickens roaming all over the Florida Keys, the Florida deer and gators and frogs legs. Now you have wild peacock, a foul game. I'm feeling like there's going to be a new bird on the Thanksgiving table down in Florida this year. It also seems like it'd be a lot cheaper. My response to that would be, oy vey. (laughs) (laughs) Trans woman says. Oh, that one. Oh, boy. Trans woman says, Axe keeps her testicles in fridge and demands their return. I guess since since Um, Gigi brought up Aria. I don't think that's where she keeps them. Have to go to a trans story of some kind. A transgender woman has gone to court, alleging that her ex-boyfriend stole her surgically removed genitals and is demanding that he return them. Really had him by the cojones there. You have a question? I don't know. I have a lot of questions, but (laughs) I don't think any of them, I don't think I can ask any of them on radio. They're in a jar in the fridge. What do you got? Yeah, just continue, Captain, please, before the, I get kicked off of the show. The case is currently <laughs> unfolding in Pontiac, Michigan, situated in the northwest corner of the Detroit metropolitan area. Brianna Kingsley, 40, submitted a claim in court on Thursday alleging that her ex, 37-year-old William Wojciechowski, that's right, I knew how to pronounce that one, is keeping her testicles previously removed as part of a gender transition surgery in a jar, in his fridge, and refuses to return them. Uh, Where would they be otherwise? Like, trash? Did, did she Our, put or, them in the... Well, normally... In a Ziploc bag, <laughs> you know, I mean... So normally when this sort of thing... They're obviously not where they're supposed to be. Like, any sort of leftover, like, obviously. organs or tissues or anything like that, typically the hospital will keep it and they'll either use it for, like, scientific research of some sort... Yep. Um. Or they'll just throw them in the biohazard bin and goodbye. So, Florida Mountain Oysters. That's right, girls. Get out yep. there and get on those organs. I mean, those console organs now on sale at the lower level. Make a pair of earrings out of them. That's a very deep cut that no one. Yeah, there's probably one listener who's going, oh my God, I can't believe he said that. I remember that bit from it's like a Dr. Demento thing. We do it for that uh, one person. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, Sometimes we do. Gotta make him feel special, I like to, you know? I like to make the obscure references from yeah. time to time. Uh, at any rate, uh, in a jar in the fridge, refuses to return them. The ex-boyfriend claimed to have been unaware of the filing until he was reached for comment by the newspaper. How many times do you ask the ex-boyfriend to return it first before you file the court work? It's like, it's like dude. Can, I know you got my. Dude, can I have my junk back? <laughs> <laughs> In a handwritten affidavit. She left all her junk here. Also, like, why does she want them? Sentimental uh, value? Uh, well, I mean, you took them off. You clearly didn't like them to begin with. Now you want to look at them? Maybe. So I, I, I don't want to say it because I also might get kicked off the show. <laughs> just I need gonna, this job, man. Yeah, I'm just not going to say it. In a handwritten affidavit, Kingsley demanded the return of her human remains and, <laughs> and $6,500 wow. in damages. Come on. The maximum allowed in Pontiac's 50th District Court small claims. <laughs> small, small claims. claims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> I had to go to large claims court. You only had to go to small claims court. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Quote, 
Defendant retains possession of my surgically extracted testicles preserved in a mason jar kept in the fridge next to the eggs. Unquote. Oh, dangerous. Weird how that Is it particular... like formaldehyde or vodka? It must or... be something. Okay. Weird how that particular sort of version of genitalia is next to the eggs. Yeah. Is it being pickled? <laughs> is it being stored in vinegar? Possibly. I uh, mean, she could probably sell them for a lot of money. So maybe that's why she's so upset about this. Is okay. because she's like, hey, there's a market for this in, in that community? The Probably. Aff- the affidavit demands. Well, you've got them. You don't return. want them. I want them. I don't got them. <laughs> yeah. Do a Let's little just, switcheroo. <laughs> switcheroo. Uh, capitalism. <laughs> Wojciechowski, meanwhile, has countered, claiming that Kingsley took everything she wanted from his apartment eight months ago when their relationship ended, telling the Detroit News she, quote, Picked up all of her possessions when we broke up. She took everything she wanted then. He also alleged that she has been harassing him since the breakup, threatening to hurt him and showing up at his workplace. Does he still have it? Is he like, no, she took everything and I just got rid of everything else. It was spoiled. Uh, It doesn't say. (laughs) Moving forward, he plans to submit Kingsley's affidavit as further evidence of her alleged behavior, harassing behavior. Oh, okay. She's been harassing me ever since we broke up, he told the newspaper. I had to take out a personal protection order against her. So uh, what's the U.S. equivalent of that? I mean, that is Um, the U.S. Restraining restraining order. order. Thank you. That's what it's commonly known as. Speaking further, he said that he has no plans to turn over the jar to Kingsley, despite the legal action she is taking. So he is keeping it. I don't owe her anything. Oh, so he knows he has it and he is refusing I mean, that's petty. I mean, you would think like, but, okay, if she's harassing you, then just give it to her. First of all, it's, it's weird that he wants to keep it. Second of all, if he really didn't want her to be harassing him anymore, he would just be like, here, have them. Bye. I, see ya. I Replace have a, it with other testicles of something else. I have a suspicion. I have a suspicion that Peacocks. they uh, were engaged in, in something uh, that's perhaps uh, illegal. And when, okay. when the breakup happened, she took, we'll call it the stash with her. And now he is upset about that. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.